0: Hare Krishna, please repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo
1: Bhagavate
0: Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om again, Tibirantasya again in Janashalakaya Chakshur and Militam Jaina, Tasme, she go away. Nama. She chaitam namano bishnam, star pitam rupa kadama jim, the latiswa panatikam. One day, hum, she go, she utapa the kamalam. She go on sagana Gunathan with tam a jeevam, Sadvaitam, Savadutam, Parijana Satan, Krishna Chaitanadevam, Radha Krishna Padan, Sagana Lalita, Shivisha can with Hey, Krishna Karuna Sindhu, Dina Bandhu, Jagatpate, Gopesha, Gopika, Kanta, Radha, Kanta, Namostate, Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe, Mindamaneshpari, Vishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priya Vanchakalpa Trubheshya Kripas Nubya Evicha Patitanam Pavanibhya Vaishnava Bhya Namona Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhaktivedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste sāraspati Deve Goravani Pricharine Nirvisheshishunya Vadi Paschati Deshtharine Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shriya Tvetakadharah Srivasadhi bhakta Bhaktavrinda. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare, Hari Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare, Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Rama, Rama Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Krishna Hare Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, Hare, Rama, 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 Rama Rama, Hare Hare Jai, Bhaktir Jai, Jai, So when we did uh, chapter number uh, 16, lesson 18, we spoke about the process of uh, Raghunuga Bhakti or spontaneous devotional service in practice. Now we're going to be talking about, this chapter describes the ways and means of rising to the platform of bhava bhakti or ecstatic love for Krishna. So here the first thing is Prabhupada describes the definition of bhava-bhakti as given by Rupa Goswami. So in the Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhilila, chapter 23, text 5, it is stated, when devotional service is situated on the transcendental platform of pure goodness, so when devotional service is situated on the transcendental platform of pure goodness, goodness. It is like a ray of the sunlight of love of Krishna. At such a time, devotional service causes the heart to be softened by various tastes and it is called bhava. So bhava is actually the first symptom of pure love for Krishna. And in this stage, one is sometimes found shedding tears or shivering, according to the Padma Puran. So this is that stage uh, 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 where now we are on the transcendental platform of pure goodness. And we're engaging in devotional service. So service itself was described by Prabhupada as an expression of love. So when you're expressing our love to Krishna, that is called service. And that is the constitutional position of the living entity, just like constitutional position of sugar, is to be sweet. Similarly, the constitutional position of the living entity is actually to serve. And uh, Prabhupada describes that what it means when it says serve, because sometimes in this world we think service means to do work for somebody else, to work for somebody else, like I serve my boss, I serve my country, I serve my family members, like that. We do service. <coughs> We're actually working for those persons. So that is not the service that is being described here. That That is work. That is what we call karma. Karma means work. Uh, one of the definitions of karma is that it is work. So one must do one's karma, like they say. One must do one's work. And uh, uh, But here the soul, as far as the soul is concerned, for the soul, the essence of that soul is to do service. And and so since the essence is to do service, what is that essence? What is that service? So that service is described as to express love to Krishna. Why to Krishna? Because Krishna is the Original, primal, living entity. That is where the soul came from. That is who the soul has the first relationship with. And it is not only the first relationship, it is also the most all-encompassing relationship. It's like for some of you who know math, or you know you are a little more entire, and, uh, a little more clued on to mathematics uh, and to science if you can consider what is called a superset. A superset has everything in it, right? And then if you take then from then subsets, so subsets will be a little part of that superset, right? So the whole creation, including everybody in that creation, whether it's in the spiritual world, whether in the material world, and both in the spiritual and material world, is only a small fraction of the superset of Krishna. If Krishna is like the full superset, right, if we can draw a circle like, if Krishna is like all this circle, of course, he cannot be contained in any circle. Krishna is unlimited, cannot be contained in any circle. But just for that, so that we understand the point, if we can see a big circle like that, and that's the biggest circle we're seeing, and in, that circle is called the superset then the subset of the total creation, including every living entity, and it's like one small part of it. Every living entity, every uh, universe, spiritual and material, will go into that little dot there in this huge super of Krishna. You understand? Okay. Then what you do is, because that's what the eye sees, now if you magnify it, you know, you have your magnifying glass, and you magnify, then that little uh, part, becomes unlimitedly large. You see? And that unlimitedly large has so many universes in it, so many planets in it, so many types of relationships in it, so many types of different types of work in it. Right? But all of them are subsisting on the energy of Krishna. Every last living entity, every last non-living entity is surviving on the basis of the energy of Krishna. And the energy is there for only one purpose. Krishna's energy is there for only one purpose. And that is to express his love for all of his creation. To express his love for every living entity and non-living entity, Krishna is showing love. Now you might say, how can non-living entity um, uh, experience love? Like, say, for example, we might consider that this kirtal is a non-living entity, right? How can the kirtal experience love? Then the understanding is that the non-living entity is made up of many living entities. Because this kirtal is made up of many atoms. Agreed? Anybody who is scientific knows it's true. And every atom has in it what? Inside the atom is what? Yeah, but what is the atom electrons. made of? According protons. to science, protons. Electrons. Electrons. electrons, protons, protons. protons. neutrons. Protons.
2: neutrons.
0: Huh? Yeah, it's made of so many things, right? In fact, there's a whole science behind it. Yeah. You can write a whole book about it, about one atom. You can write a whole book. And what is happening? Some of these items are actually moving, right? Some are stationary and they look stationary. They're not stationary. They're actually vibrating very uh, subtly they're vibrating, later on they'll find out they're not just vibrating, they're also oscillating. But because they're oscillating so fast, you think they're just vibrating. It's like, you know, sometimes you can see numbers, they move so quickly, you can't read all the numbers. Like like say, for example, when they're reading, for example, when you're reading a, a, a clock and the clock has a, a hour to it, and then a minute, and then seconds, right? The seconds you can read, but what about milliseconds? You can see it's moving; it's going very fast, right? Milliseconds are moving very fast because how many milliseconds in one second? Ten. Ten
2: milliseconds.
0: No. One thousand. Thousand. Thousand milliseconds. The word "milli" means thousand, right? Yeah. Thousand milliseconds in one second. So by the time one second changes from one second to two seconds, here each millisecond has moved thousand times, right? So can you read the milliseconds? You can hardly read them. All you can see is something is like really moving here. Something is moving here and it's sort of vibrating. It looks like it's vibrating. That's all that's happening. But actually it is actually oscillating numbers. And if you take a photograph of it at a certain instant, you will catch the millisecond that it was at. Agreed? So like that, living entities sometimes look like they're just vibrating, but they're not. They're actually moving. But they're moving so fast, you can't tell they're moving. It's a funny thing about life. Sometimes you can't tell what the truth is, even though it's happening right in front of you. You see? So, but each of those, because if it is moving, then it must have... What? Life. If somebody, oh, it must have life. Without life, something cannot move, Right? Life is what causes movement. Cannot be movement without life. Which means that the atom has got life in it. And can life exist without a soul? No. No. Life cannot exist without soul. So if the soul is present, what do we know about Krishna? He will accompany that soul. Because he loves each and every one of his creation so sincerely. So there are so many atoms. How many atoms would there be in this room alone?
2: But probably I have one question. Yeah. Like then where is the like we are the marginal entity and then there's the uh, spiritual special energy and
0: the, the there's the inferior, yeah.
2: inferior and we are marginal. Then yeah. which one is the inferior energy
0: then. The inferior energy we're talking about the inferior because the because <laughs> the, the consciousness is so low it feels like it is dead, but it's not quite dead. It's only dead because we are not actually perceiving it. So therefore it is called the inferior energy. For us it is called the inferior energy. If you can imagine, Krishna is inferior or superior? No, it just,
2: uh,
0: no, no, but let's answer the question.
2: There is no, no,
0: but problem. Krishna is inferior or superior?
2: Krishna is
0: superior. Superior. Yeah. So from superior energy will come what? Inferior energy or superior energy? From a cow will come a calf, right? Yeah. So from superior energy will come another superior energy, right? So actually even the inferior energy is superior. It is described inferior because it is inferior to the? In comparison to the marginal energy. The marginal energy is the living entity. The non-living entity is considered to be uh, less than the living entity. By philosophical discussion, this is philosophical discussion, by the way. We have to understand, what are we talking about is philosophy. Okay? And what is the ultimate purpose of philosophy?
2: Bring us back to
0: the... Yeah. But in relation to philosophy, it belongs... Yes, it's true, ultimate purpose of philosophy is to bring us back to Krishna consciousness and to bring us back to Krishna and full of Krishna. That is a definition that's like a bhakti definition, you know? But from a philosophical definition, just philosophy to philosophy, like science to science, what is the purpose of philosophy? What is the ultimate purpose of philosophy? The ultimate purpose of philosophy, surprisingly, is to forget philosophy. (laughs) You think, wow, how does that make sense? (laughs) Imagine I go to school to forget education. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, right? Logically, it doesn't make sense. Why would I go and acquire education to forget knowledge? Because the knowledge that we have has become contaminated. So we have to forget it. We have to actually lose it. You know, even in the Bible, there's a saying, lose thyself to find thyself. You know? So the idea is, we have to lose what is inferior knowledge so that we can actually live a life of loving Krishna. Because when you love somebody, knowledge will get in the way. Notice, knowledge gets in the way. Somebody falls in love with another person and they're together and that person might say something which is not correct from a knowledge point of view. So then the other person points their mistake out to them and says, No, that's not right. That's not true. Then what will happen to the other side when they say that's not true? They feel bad, right? So you only created a bad feeling in your relationship by pointing out that person's mistake, right? And in any case, whose mistake is it, really, if you think about it? That person is perceiving something, right? If the person is perceiving something for that person, it is actually true. You see? A lot of times it happens, in in devotees especially, you'll notice this there'll be differences amongst devotees, but one devotee is actually experiencing something and noticing something and saying according to what they're experiencing and noticing, the other devotee is saying, no, I don't agree with you. It's like saying, you know, I, 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 I ate the Mahapashala and it was really tasty and then someone says to you, no, it wasn't tasty. Well, but, but from whose point of view is it tasty or not tasty? From the person who is eating, right? If the person found it tasty, you have to acknowledge that and say, oh, that's nice, I'm so happy, you found it tasty. You have to acknowledge, right? That's love. So ultimately, Bhakti rasa Samarita's purpose is to actually bring us to the point of pure love of Krishna, right? Like it's describing here. Here, we are rising to the platform of Bhava Bhakti, which is ecstatic love for Krishna. First you had love for Krishna, now you have ecstatic love for Krishna. So it is even higher. You see what I'm saying? So the funny thing about this whole program is that Its ultimate purpose, Krishna says, of jnana is to give you a jnana, is to make you forget all these things. That is the ultimate purpose of knowledge, to make us forget, to become forgetful. And Krishna is described as the most forgetful person. Now you might say, well, Krishna is the all-knowing person. That is how I've heard Krishna being described, the all-knowing person. But actually Krishna is also described as the all-forgetful person. He's also been described as that. Why? Because when he is in his love feature with his devotee, he is not into all knowing. In fact, the all knowing will get in the way now because it will create awe and reverence. And awe and reverence is said to be the weed that is growing in the garden of love. Awe and reverence. Awe and reverence will stop you from getting pure love. Because in awe and reverence, you will. The reason awe and reverence is there is because one feels some degree of. Uh, value for oneself. You see? And one sees that somebody else has a higher value and therefore I have to give that person all in reverence. Right? Which is actually good, by the way. In the material world, it's supposed to be like that. Guru, disciple, supposed to be all in reverence. It is supposed to be like that. But in the forest of Vrindavan it is not like that. Krishna does not like him to be seen as greater than the others. He sees everybody as fully great. It is actually one of the arguments Prabhupada uses against impersonalists. Because impersonalists want to become one with Krishna. Prabhupada said, why you become one with Krishna when you can actually become greater than Krishna? Because Mother Yeshoda is greater than Krishna. You know? She holds the stick, Krishna sits down actually. You know? When she comes around, Krishna doesn't run after Radharani if his mother is there. You'll notice this in every pastime. As soon as Mother Yeshoda enters the scene, Krishna forgets Radharani. He is into Mother Yashoda. He'll go to her. He'll hug her. She'll kiss him. She'll make him sit on her lap. You know? And she'll shower him with love. And Krishna will feel so happy, even with Radharani is there. Now you think, how can that be? Radharani is definitely more beloved to Krishna than anybody else. You know? But that is Krishna's nature. He'll behave like that. You know what I mean? Because that person... He sees Radharani as, uh, Krishna as, I mean, Mother Yashoda as superior. He sees Radharani as equal. You see? Radhanani is, is equal. But Mother Yashoda is superior. superior. So if a superior person comes, you have to turn to the superior person. You see what I'm saying? So, these are intricacies. It's hard to understand this from a mental point of view. It's because mentally it doesn't make sense. A lot of things reverse themselves mentally, you know. It's like a reversal. So uh, the point is that I, what I was trying to drive home was this point that service means to express love. Now that service, when it is in the state of pure, pure goodness, because service can be in ignorance, service can be in passion, service can be in goodness, but when it arrives to uh, pure goodness and his devotional service, I'm talking about devotional service now, bhakti, when it arrives in uh, in uh, Shuddha Sattva, then it is known as bhava. That is bhava. That is ecstatic love for Krishna. Now, One is ecstatic for Krishna. So how do we become eligible? How do we become eligible to come to bhava-bhakti? So Prabhupada describes that in Vedi uh, uh, first of all, he says there should be rigid execution of spiritual practices, rigid execution of spiritual practices. This is why uh, we are given programs to follow, so we can be a little rigid in our execution. It's rigid execution. This is now, by the way, we're talking about uh, execution, not so much practice. This is not rigid practice of uh, spiritual practices. This is the execution of those practices. So actually, we are now executing. We are creating the results of the sadhana that we are in. You see what I mean? In sadhana, you are getting trained up. So, what is the purpose of training? Why do you get trained up in anything? Why do we get trained up? So we can do properly. Yeah. So we can do better, right? When we are doing, if you are trained up as a doctor, then you can be a better doctor. If you trained up as in anything, you should be able to do that thing better. That's what training is supposed to do. Training is supposed to help you with execution. Its purpose is execution, actually. So if you keep training, 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 you don't execute on the other side. You know, if you stay in school all your life, then people will say, why are you in school all your life? You're supposed to be applying this outside, right? You've now become trained up. Please go outside and execute. So the execution of spiritual devotional service in the ex- Richard Execution, in Vedi Sadhana Bhakti, uh, the evidence is given of Narad Muni. Vedi Sadhana Bhakti. Now, Narad Muni, where did he get his training from? How did he get trained up? Bye. Yeah, yeah. The saintly persons would come during the time of Chaturmasya. And because they don't travel at that time because it's very inconvenient and causes too much inconvenience to the people you're going to. So they sit in one place and they do bhajan, right? They sit in one place. And then so they have the prasadam, the pots need to be cleaned, the, you know, the serve out, the clean up needs to happen. So you might say Muni is like the clean up crew. He was doing the clean up. That was his sadhana bhakti. That's how he did sadhana, by clean up. And from that cleanup, he came to the point of rigid execution. Rigid execution means that he became so engrossed in the cleanup that Krishna actually came to him and showed himself to him, to Naradmani, because he became so absorbed. So, that absorption is a very important part of that rigid uh, execution. One must become absorbed in what is one is doing, you know. And then the example is given in Raganuga, Sadhana Bhakti, the evidence uh, from Padma Puran is that the neophyte devotee who danced all night to invoke the Lord's grace upon her. So, this is a story from the Padma Puran of a devotee uh, who wanted the grace of Krishna. So, she actually danced all night in Krishna's kirtan, all night, just so that she will get the mercy of Krishna. So when you're dancing, what is happening? She is absorbed, right? Notice the absorption that is happening. She's so much absorbed in what she wants to do. All she wants is somehow I will see Krishna. I will have mercy of Krishna. This is the absorption. So here is one, uh, how we become eligible. We become very absorbed like that. Okay, then... Second, prabhupada describes is constant association of pure devotees. Constant association of pure devotees. This is why prabhupada created the international society for Krishna consciousness because in this group you will have association of pure devotees. So, if you constantly associated with pure devotees, then you will rise to the level of bhav bhakti. Another method that's been given is considered the. The special mercy of Krishna. It's like, you know, in in school, sometimes people are given the honorary degree, you know. They're given an honorary degree. So this, Prabhupada describes, he actually uses the word honorary degree. So it's like the honorary degree, the special mercy of Krishna. And how do you do that? Simply by speaking. Simply by speaking, one can come to the, speaking for Krishna, on behalf of Krishna. One can do that. Simply by glancing, just by looking, having darshan of the deities, having darshan of the devotees, by glancing and taking it in, one can get the special mercy of Krishna. And finally, simply by good wishes. Good wishes. So we always have good wishes for other devotees and we have good wishes for everything that is Krishna conscious. So one can see that even with these items, one can come to the point of Bhava bhakti. What a simple process, right? And then finally, the special mercy of Krishna's devotee. Those are by the by the mercy of Krishna. By, but you can also get similarly by the mercy of Krishna's devotee. Special mercy of Krishna's devotee. Krishna's devotee can give a special mercy to someone and then that person will become eligible for so Bhava Bhakti. And the example there is given as uh, Narad Muni's uh, mercy to Prahlad Maharaj. Where Narad Muni was actually preaching to Prahlad's mother, right? But in the process, Prahlad got special mercy of Narad Muni. Of course, Narad Muni knew that, that the son was there in, his, in her womb. And of course, uh, in the Skanda Puran, there's the story of Migrari the hunter. Narad Muni actually gave him special mercy as well. I many gave a lot of people special mercy. Valmiki, well, people like that. Many nice people got very nice mercy from Narad Muni. <coughs> and then comes the uh, uh, Uttama Adhikari platform. Because once you're in Bhava Bhakti, then you can come to Uttama Adhikari. Because we had the Kanishka Adhikari, the Madhya Adhikari, and now the Uttama Adhikari. So Duttama Adhikari, Prabhupada describes, has no agitation for material from material affections. They are not agitated by material affections. Because materially we have a lot of affections, right? We have affections for people, we have affections for things. Materially we have affections. Natural, we have affections. Because we have been associating associating with these things for, and these people for a long time. So naturally they will be. But when they are not agitated by them, to have material affections is good, it's natural, but don't become agitated by it so that we become distracted from our uh, bhakti. And also, finally, Prabhupada says that Uttama Adhikari platform means that Uttama Adhikari, uh, platform means that Radha and Krishna are one's sole interest. One's sole interest is Radha and Krishna. Or oh, uh, Lord Goranga and Lord Nityananda, like that. them is the sole interest. One's
2: sole interest is Radha and
0: Krishna. Yeah, is Radha Krishna. Or oh, Guru Goranga, Lord Nityananda, and Lord Goranga. Guru and Krishna, like that. These are our sole interest. That's what we become solely interested in. That's automatically. So some other examples are given uh, of the case of uh, in the case of uh, special mercy of Krishna and special mercy of Krishna's devotees. The example of the sparrow and Garuda. You know the story of the ocean took away the eggs of the sparrow. The sparrow asked for the eggs back, and the ocean said no. So the sparrow started taking drops of water out of the ocean to empty the ocean so that. She could get to her eggs like that. Then Garuda came and saw. And so Garuda came and asked, you know, his little sister like that, why what's happening? Why are you trying to what are you doing here? She said, I'm trying to empty the ocean one one beak at a time, you know, a little bit of water at a time. And he said, Why? So she told him the story that this is what happened. The ocean is bullying me, the ocean took away my eggs, you know, and I'm so unhappy my children have been taken away by you know, like that. So, then Guruda became became compassionate, you know. He said, how oh dare, the ocean, because the ocean is stronger, doesn't mean the ocean should play games like this with the sparrow. So he went to the ocean and told the ocean, give the sparrow the eggs back. The ocean said, no, Mark, what you can do about it? So then Guruda became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, until the whole ocean he could take into one beak. So when the ocean saw that, the ocean realized, okay, I'm now going to get emptied out. I will get emptied out here. So then he gave the eggs back to the sparrow. So this is a good story because of the fact that in our life sometimes we do have difficulties, you know, we face some difficulties. If we try to make an attempt to work at the difficulty, not run away from the difficulty, but deal deal with it, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it, then more and more people will come and help us.
1: Sometimes it asks, like, what can you do alone? Like, like, like what? When you do it, like, right
0: thing or do something, then
1: people say, you are
0: alone, what you can do? Yeah, what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Like very like, mysterious. Right. Yeah, I was just about, you know, they've been doing the sets distribution now, full set of Prabhupada's books. So one person, the came and said to me, you know, you say that you can distribute three million sets. But how are you going to do that? You can't do that. You can't distribute three million sets in the house Fort Worth, Metroplex. And I said, yeah, I can't but I'm sure there are people who can, you know. If enough people get together, right? It's a numbers game, isn't it? If enough people get together, you can do anything. You can do anything. So how do you make the numbers come together? By making an attempt. And then you spread the word and more people join, and you spread the word, more people join, spread the word, more people join. Sooner you can see that the group is becoming so big and so many people are doing so much in that direction, that now we can see, oh, it can happen, actually, it can happen, you know. It's like uh, when uh, Lord Chaitanya said that His holy name will be sung in every town and village, people thought, how it can be sung? So many places are so fallen, how will they ever sing Lord Chaitanya's name? So they thought maybe in India they might sing, everybody might sing in India, but even that most most people did not believe, not even all in India. So first they reduced the definition to only India from the whole, you know, from the whole planet to India, because Lod Chaitanya's words were Prithivi Yata Yatha Gram. So Prithivi, they took, meaning only planet, of only land of India. So, but Prabhupada felt, no, the whole planet, and they said, no, it's not going to be possible. So what did Prabhupada do? Prabhupada made the attempt, right? He crossed the ocean, and this is the 50th year coming up now. Actually, we are in the 50th year. 50th year completes in September on September 17th, 2015. So, yeah, no, we're not in the 50th year yet. On 2014, September 17th, will be in the beginning of that 50th year. So, uh, but we are in the 100th year of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's appearance, uh, disappearance, disappearance. So, uh, so, in that sense, you know, if you try, 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 people will join, they'll come and... You know, it will happen. Everything will happen. And how glorious it will be, right? When every town and village in the world will be singing Lord Chaitanya's name. How glorious it will be. So how glorious it will be if, like Prabhupada's desire was, that everybody, every respectable person should have my full set of books. How glorious it will be if they have his full set of books. Right?
1: But suppose you Prabhupada, no, nobody can think. Outside of India people can think? Yeah. Garna's name or Krishna's name. Yeah.
0: That's reality now, isn't it? That's right. Now it's reality. Now people know it can happen. So then, Prabhupada makes some suggestions. He says In this chapter, two ways to achieve bhava are described by determined behavior in practice of sadhana bhakti and by the mercy of Krishna or his devotees. So, one is the determined endeavor in practice. Of sadhana bhakti. It Det- determines endeavor in the practice of sadhana bhakti. And the other is by the mercy of Krishna's devotee. Some, philosophies, some philosophers stress endeavor over mercy, and others stress mercy as being more important than endeavor. Srila Prabhupada stressed the importance of combination of both mercy and endeavor to achieve the favor of Krishna. And that is the story of Lila, right? Lila, remember? Mother Yashoda tried to tie the belly of Krishna, she would fall two finger breaths short, you know. And so Prabhupada described, one finger is mercy, the other finger is endeavor. Mercy and endeavor, M I M E. mercy and endeavor. So we need both, mercy and endeavor. So we must make the endeavor, and then we await the mercy. Okay, we'll try, and then let's see what mercy Krishna gives. And Krishna will give mercy, and the devotees will give mercy. Krishna's promise is that my devotee is never vanquished. So Krishna will give mercy. But the question is when? And it may be last minute. As you're about to live your body, then the mercy comes. It doesn't matter when the mercy comes. We want the mercy in this life somehow. Of course, we'd like it sooner than later. But if Krishna thinks better to give it at the time of death, then that's okay with us. Then when he's asked the question why he gives at the time of death, He says, because after I give it to you at the time of death, you cannot make any more mistakes, right? Because you're dead after that. I gave you the mercy, you were perfect, and you died perfect. (laughs) So then you come straight back to my spiritual world. If I give you the mercy, and you go back to doing nonsense again, you know, like that mad elephant, right? Elephant takes a nice shower, and then comes out of the river, and then rolls in the mud again. (laughs) So he knows our tendency is to roll in the mud. Human tendency is to roll in the mud, to always somehow get messed up again. So sometimes Krishna says he gives his mercy right at the point of death. And all of us get mercy at the end, of not just some of us, all of us. The major mercy we'll get is at the time of death. So that we do not spoil it after we get it. It will remain pure and that will take us to Krishna planet, uh, Gauranga planet, where they are performing pastimes when we get our final training in Bhomalila. And after Bhumalila we go to Lila. So we yeah, have one more question. Hmm. Like we have
2: so many devotee friends now and we think of like associating with them even in the actual world. Is that is that true? Like we see them, we, we don't we,
0: we remain connected with them in the actual world also? Those uh,
2: devotees? Yeah, devotees or people you feel or other
0: people outside of devotee, devotees, non devotees. Especially devotees, Especially vodas, yeah, but even non-devotees. If you are so, if you have some affection for them, yes, you will see them in the spiritual world. Krishna will fulfill all our desires. So sometimes we wonder, you know, how Krishna can can do that. You know, how he can fulfill so many desires. You know, like that. Sometimes that thought is there in our heart. But that's only because we are not aware of Krishna's uh, Krishna's power. You know we're not aware of Krishna's abilities. Krishna is not just able in terms of quantity, he's also very capable in terms of quality. So how he makes things happen sometimes is very, very wonderful. Like if you look at the story of, uh, you know, uh, I always talk about this one Leela that happened where Kurura took Krishna and Balram out of Vrindavan to uh, Mathura. That Leela sort of, start causing many other leelas to happen, you know. Then one of the leelas that happens is that the kupis feel so much separation that they decide they're going to kill themselves. And then somehow they get transferred to uh, Dwarka and they become Krishna's principal, uh, you know, wives. I mean, 16,108 wives out of which 108 were principal wives. And these are all gopis, right? eight gopis going all on the other side and becoming the queens. So when then the gopis come to visit Krishna in Kurukshetra from vrindavan right? So Radharani is the leader, right? She comes, she brings the gopis to uh, to uh, Kurukshetra. And uh, at the time... Uh, Satyabhama also was there in Kurukshetra, because she came from, Dwaraka. from Dwarka. And who is Satyabhama? Dwaraka. Satyabhama is Radharani. So now Satyabhama <laughs> is looking at Radharani, <laughs> you know, and uh, Rukmini is looking at Radharani and looking at uh, Chandravali, and they're amazed. They're thinking, wow. These girls are so beautiful, you know what I mean? They're so nice, they're so... And the emotions are being described. So from our point of view, it's hard to understand how is that happening. We thought Radharani left Vrindavan and came to Dwarka as uh, Satyabhama. First she went to the sun planet, mm. and then the sun planet gave her to... Uh, who is the devotee? Uh, who was carrying the Shamantaka jewel? Satrajit, uh, thank you, Satrajit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Satrajit became the father of uh, of Radharani and named her Satyabhama, mm-hmm. right? And now she's come to Dwarka and then she goes from Dwarka to Kurukshetra and there she meets Radharani from Vrindavan. From I mean, what's happening here? <laughs> Where is
1: this described?
0: This is described in our... Know, uh, in the Acharya's uh, writings. You can read it. I mean, Shivaram Maharaj has written uh, these nice books. Oh, they're in
2: there.
0: So, yeah, the stories are there. But they're all from the different uh, writings of, the, of Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami, you know. Lagu Bhagavatamrita, the uh, Gopal Champu, and these other books. So he pulled out the stories from there. So, the point is that it is described ultimately so we can understand this point that everybody beca- is actually originally from the forest of Vrindavan and they expand themselves to other places and they expand themselves from there too and then from there too. So basically we who are here now in the material world are actually expansions of whoever we are in the whichever place we came from which is an expansion of whoever he or she is from whichever place that that one came from, until you go back to the original uh, personality that is living in the forest of Vindavan, who never leaves the forest of Vindavan. Expansions leave, but the person does not leave. So this answers the question, a lot of times people say, how can anybody leave the forest of Vindavan, right? Because they're so knowledgeable, they're so happy, they know everything, why would they ever leave? Well, it's the expansion that is leaving, it is not them that are leaving. Expansion that they have an idea, so to experience the idea, the expansion is arranged by Krishna to experience the idea. This is Krishna's love. But the idea is the expansion also feels I'm not experiencing as much love, so expansion expansion goes back to the original to feel the love. It's all very not very easy to understand. But the point is the magical things that Krishna can do so that we can all feel Maximum love. This is the greatness of Krishna. What he will not do. So it's all based on one point, and that is what is our real intention? What is our real desire? What do we really, 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 really want? Because whatever we really, really, really want, Krishna will make the arrangement. The point is, we say we want to be devotees, we say we want to be pure devotees. We say we want to go back to Prabhupada or to whoever the spiritual master might be and Prabhupada, like that, for those of us who are Grand Disciples, but we do we really mean it? Or is it like, in Hindi there's a saying, Thupcha, is it just
1: Think.
0: lip syncing, you know, lip words? It's not from the heart, it's from the lips, it's not really from the heart, not coming from the heart, like that. So the idea of the Bhakti Risamata Sindhu is to make this very clear to us. It has to be from the heart. It has to be our deepest desire. It has to be our exclusive desire, in fact. We have to give up all other desires, except to please Krishna, except to love Krishna. Why? Because in that, because he is the superset, right? So when the superset is taken care of, Obviously, the subset is automatically going to be taken care of. The subset is only one small fraction of the whole superset in this case. Right? It's like saying this. I have an electricity bill that is a $100 electricity bill. Right? And somebody has a tax bill. That is, uh, say, $8 billion tax bill. Okay? All right. So for me, $100 bill is of concern. Make sure I make my $100 bill payments, otherwise next month it will become now $200. You know, the bill will become bigger and bigger. And then they'll put penalty on it. And then they might cut my electricity, right? Then I'm... In the hot weather, i got no air conditioning in the house, or whatever. For the person who got the 8 billion dollar bill from the IRS, how much money do they have to get an 8 billion dollar tax bill? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get an 8 billion dollar tax bill, you must be you know in like something like 50-60 billion dollar arrangement, right? To get an 8 billion dollar tax bill, right? Now, for the person who is handling the $8 billion tax bill, what is the $100 bill? Don't even think about it. Do you see what I'm saying? So, when we take care, when we rise to that level of consciousness that we have $40, $50 billion sitting in our bank account, right? then these small issues will all be easily taken care of. So in the same way, when the consciousness is at the level of Krishna, all the other issues that we are thinking, my friends, my family, my iPad and my this and that, everything that we are thinking right now will all be taken care of automatically because the level at which we are operating is so high. You see? So what Bhakti Rasamatha Sindhu is trying to encourage us to do is to keep raising that consciousness. And that's why it talks about methodology, like last chapter we saw, methodology. In this chapter it tells us eligibility. It's always trying to tell us, how can you do this? How can you do this? How can you do this? And it's giving us answers. Now we hear the answers. Does that mean we will do? According to those answers? No. Why? Because we are lazy. Because we are sinful in nature. By nature we are sinful, you see. So it doesn't allow us to register properly, you know. Something goes wrong, we don't actually do all these things. So that is why there is the provision for the uh, honorary degree. Because they know you'll never make the degree. Honorary degree you might make, but the real degree it's going to be possible. Very hard for most of us to get the real degree. So you get an honorary degree. An honorary degree comes from the mercy of Krishna and the mercy of the devotees. So if you stay focused for the mercy of the devotees and the mercy of Krishna, then actually that's also okay. Because Prabhupada said, whether you become a millionaire by somebody donating it to you or by your hard work, there's no difference. The million dollars is still the same million dollars. It'll have the same effect. You'll Of course at that time people talk talking millionaire. These days people talk billionaire now. Now a millionaire doesn't mean anything. You can get a million dollars and in two or three years it's gone. Billion dollars? Yeah, that's more likely to last for about 50-60 uh, years. like that. Hare Krishna. Any questions? Any I have one question.
1: When you said that original expansion stage in the world, and original personality is taking to go then question comes, when it comes in the material world, we have a body in the soul. The soul is eternal and is an energy of the body. But when you talk about original form back in the spiritual world, is the soul itself has a form or mm. there is also a spiritual body and the soul goes into that body? Mm.
0: No, there is a spiritual body, there is a soul, everything. Soul is expanding. Soul can multiply. No? So
1: soul has, like, we talk about, somebody talking about flute of Krishna. So that's a flute and this some personality, not yes. just like a dead matter or something. So that's a form. Mm. So it means that soul takes that form and that's the answer. It becomes the flute of Krishna.
0: In the spiritual world? Yes. No, in the spiritual world, the soul... And the spiritual form are non different. Yeah, okay. It's not like the soul is inhabiting yeah. like here the soul is inhabiting, say for example there's a atom, right? The soul is inhabiting in the atom. Yeah. It is it's just like you yeah. are inhabiting this house. Uh-huh. You're not the house. Yeah. In the spiritual world this will be you will be the house. The whole house is well, you. The soul done. is the whole house yeah, no. is the soul now. Yeah. So there this flute is a person. The flute is not a person with a soul. Yeah. The fruit is the soul and is the person also, complete. Complete, yeah. That's true. So I have one more
2: question. What is our relationship with the... Madhiji, can
0: I have some water? For okay, sure. some reason I'm really feeling thirsty today. Yeah. What
2: is our relationship with the spiritual master after we die?
0: The spiritual master is actually an expansion of Krishna, who has come to take us back to the uh, spiritual world, right? So that is uh, that is who he is. So, one sense that is the Supreme Lord Himself has come, right? So, what is going to be relationship with spirits, with the Supreme Lord? Is that's not your question. You understand that part. Your question is, but what about the person? Because basically, what happens is the spiritual master in their heart has Krishna in the heart, his own personality in the heart, his own soul in the heart, like that. The number of souls are there in the heart because the spiritual master is inhabited by the Supreme Lord himself. So when he becomes the representative of the Supreme Lord, actually the Supreme Lord is there inside of him. Thank you, He's inside of him, right? So this person had a desire to become fully Krishna conscious, right? That person also became fully Krishna conscious at some point. Now, there are two categories. There's Nitya Siddhas means they're already devotees all the time and they came from the spiritual world to actually take us back to God in. Okay, but most spiritual masters do not fall in that category. Most spiritual masters actually are uh, persons who have elevated themselves to the position of spiritual master. You see what I'm saying? So we're talking about that spiritual master now. So that spiritual master is eternally related to us in the spiritual world. So, you know, when the expansions came out of the forest of Vrindavan, There were those who were related to one another in the first Vindavan, they came out. So they get back together again. So that's coming back together again, they're coming back. So the spiritual world, when you go back, then our relationship continues there. But but... but the relationship is not of spiritual master and disciple, no. That's not the relationship there. It's eternal relationship based on the bhava that you're in, which uh, mellow you're in, you know whether you are Shantya Ras, Sakiras, Ras, Sakya ras, ras, or Madhuri Ras. And what is the exact, uh, uh, exact uh, um, constitutional service and personality that you are in the spiritual world. And then you'll go back to that position. You continue your relationship as it was before. Here, somebody may take a superior role and a subordinate role based on the need of the day. It's necessary. I have become disciple. I need a spiritual master who will become my superior and I will become the subordinate. Right? But that is a relationship of awe and reverence. You understand? There is love, but we really don't know love here. We think we know love, but we don't. So, but there is a relationship of awe and reverence. I always offer my obeisances to my spiritual master, namo namo, all the time, right? So that is one reverence. But there in the spiritual is no longer one reverence. It is love, which is superior to one reverence. It's a higher grade material, you see what I'm saying? So there, based on what the loving relationship was eternally before, it goes again into that situation again. And it could be reversed, it could be that you have a higher position there, the spiritual masters not have a higher position there. That can happen. Because it doesn't matter there. There nobody compares any position to one another. Nobody says, oh, you are a tree, you are less important than uh, the human being. The human being is more advanced than the tree. No, in the spiritual world they don't think like that. The living uh, entities is going to pray to the tree. Oh Kalpaviksha, oh Kalpaturu, Please tell me which way did Krishna go, where is Krishna. You know, they'll talk like that, you see. And there the Kalpa Riksha can actually take human form and walk away. And go and attend a dance and come back and become tree again. It's, you can't imagine these things. In this world it's not imaginable. So here we like to compare because our nature is of being cruel. You know, Prabhupada said, the people of this world are cruel. They always try to put somebody else down. See, I'm superior to you. This is the nature of the material world. Everybody is trying to put the other one down so I can be higher. And so they compare. Oh, human being is more important than... Now, even the Vedas agree with that, by the way. Why? Because the Vedas want to make sure that the Vedas make you feel like the Vedas are your friend. So even the friend agrees with you and say, yeah, you're right, you're right, right. But after a while, the Vedas will tell you, you're wrong. That's not the way to think. Not the correct way to think. Jivera swarupa hoy nityera krishnaera Das. Where is the superiority and inferiority amongst the living entities? Where in that statement is there an inferiority and superiority? Show me. For the living entity. Every living entity is eternally servant of Krishna. That is what that statement is saying, right? Where is inferior and superior? There is no inferior superior. The inferior superior is in the material world. Material world people love inferior superior. It's called duality. It's a type of a duality, you know. They must try to prove themselves. I'm greater than others. See, I'm smart. I'm great. But that's precisely why we're in the material world. You're not even going to stay in the material world if you do that. So, from our point of view, the relationship that we have is of love between me and the spiritual master, between you and the spiritual master, between any person and the spiritual master, the ultimate relationship is of love, full love for one another. Sometimes we notice that in this world too. When people really fall in love with one another, neither thinks the other one is superior to the other one. They really think that they really love one another. That's all they can think of is they love one another. No question of superior and inferior, you know. They'll die for one another good example is in the story of uh, Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. These two loved each other to death. They loved each other to death. In fact, sometimes we also say that in this world, right? Till death do us part. But those are all words. The reality is something else in this world. We say so many nice things, but we're so cruel to one another. We're very cruel. This is a cruel, cruel, cruel world. And we become trained up to be cruel, cruel, cruel. So now we don't even realize that we are cruel. We're so cruel, we don't even know we're cruel. (laughs) That's why I love this story of Akrura. Because there was a lot of cruelty in him taking away Krishna and Balaram to Mathura. And most people cannot see it. Most people cannot see why it was so cruel for him to do that. Because he did not consider the plight of the gopis. He did not consider the plight of Mother Yeshoda, who almost lost their lives, by the way, after he left. Almost lost their lives. Nanda Baba stood there and the chariot was going away and away. I mean, sorry, Mother Yeshoda stood there and the chariot was going away with Nanda Baba on it, right? Nanda Baba was there on that group that went. Because he, he promised Mother Yeshoda, I will bring Krishna back. From Mathura. and when he came back, was Krishna with him yeah. to hurt Mother Yashoda like that yeah. is very cruel,
2: very cruel.
0: So you know, we can see even in Krishna's pastimes so much cruelty, right? Krishna never
3: came back to Yashoda.
0: No. He came
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: many times. Many times he came back. He would sneak back, and sneak out again.
1: <laughs> and finally, he came back and took them all them uh, back, brought them. Finally, in the end, he hmm. the end,
0: uh, yeah, took I, them back, to them. Yeah. There are different descriptions given. Okay. The point is that uh, because it depends which day of Brahma we're talking about, because yeah. Krishna comes once in a day of Brahma, so they are different pastimes. But the point is that uh, Krishna never left Vrindavan.
3: Mm. Mm. So,
0: so, yeah, his uh, Vasudev form, not, uh, Narayan form does not go to
3: uh,
0: Krishna Loka, it goes to Narayan Loka but not Krishna Loka, but Vasudev form, yeah, four-handed Vasudev form, two-handed Vasudev and four-handed Vasudev form. Two hundred form is what took away, went to out. But point is that from our point of view, in this far as Prakat Lila is concerned, he left. Mm. And that was a very cruel situation. Aprakat Lila, nobody can talk about because it's a prakat, right? Aprakat Lila, Krishna is never separated from mm-hmm. Mother, I mean Radharani is never separated from Vindavan. So Radharani this is a proof, right? That Satyamama is looking at Radharani. How can that be? If Radharani became Satyamama, then he couldn't be Radharani anymore, right? But actually shows that Radharani never leaves Vrindavan. The story is told of Radharani leaving Vrindavan. But those who went, lila no, that's not. That's just story being told. In Hindi they are saying kahaniya. Kahaniya means stories. It's a stories. It's a story, please. And then we say, but it's a pastime. Yes, it is. But it is a pastime based on whose consciousness? The consciousness of the hearer, of the person who's hearing. And the person who's hearing, how high is their consciousness? Not very high. So their level story is being told. The high level story is something else happening. Simultaneously, two things are being seen in one situation, or four things, or ten things, or a thousand things. That's why in Hindi, there's a very nice saying in Hindi, Ek tir hazar nizare, that Krishna will fire one arrow, and he will hit a thousand targets. You see? So when Krishna performs one pastime, he will create thousand different scenarios in one pastime. So based on our level of consciousness, we are seeing which scenario we are seeing. But actually simultaneously, Other scenarios also going on simultaneously based on the consciousness of those persons who are witnessing that scenario. So it all boils down to what is our state of consciousness? Which level is our consciousness at? We have to raise that consciousness. And the fastest way to raise the consciousness is by the process of Brihad Sankirtan. Brihad Sankirtan. Sankirtan, Brihad Sankirtan. This is massive scale, Krishna conscious propagation in all of the universe. That's called Brihad Sankirtan. Prabhupada gave us the method of Brihad Sankirtan, that we must keep his full books in his home, read them with our friends and family, and everybody everybody do uh, chanting, feasting and dancing. They do kirtan, they do feasting and they do dancing. That's our process of Briyat Sankirtan. So we are now pushing that program. More and more we are pushing that program. We've always been pushing that program different ways. But now we're getting more serious about it. We have to push this on a massive scale. Prabhupada said he wanted to rain books on the material world. Now his followers are saying we want to flood books. Rain is one thing, but flood is something even more, right? (laughs) Flood is a lot of water coming. (laughs) Rain is some water, but flood is big amount of rain water coming through. That's called a flood. We want to flood his books in this world. Flood. So the whole world will be drowned in Prabhupada's books. So everybody is living underneath Prabhupada's books. And then the sun is the sun of Prabhupada's books. No longer the material sun that is shining. Now it is the sun of Prabhupada's books that are shining on people. And they are living in the sunshine of Prabhupada's books. How beautiful would that be, right? That we look at the sky and we see Prabhupada's books. And they're all shining. You know? And our health is becoming better. The body is becoming stronger. The hair is growing nicely. No more gray hair. No more bald hair. Everybody looking very young and beautiful because this nice sunshine is coming down. I mean, think. It's actually going to happen. Prabhupada said, this world will become... Vekuntha. That's how it works in Vekuntha. In Vekuntha, when the light comes out, everybody's health becomes top class. You don't need any medication. You don't need to do anything. Everything becomes first class. Everybody looks very beautiful. They're very strong. They're very young. Beautiful skin. Very knowledgeable. Wouldn't we want all our people to do that? It's almost like we've almost died Going through the winter of life, right? Everybody's all dead now and hardly waking up in the morning, do some work, go down again at night, <laughs> You know <laughs> curse at each other because we all got sickness in our body, we've got sickness in the mind, and sickness in our attitude. And the world doesn't feel very, very uh, encouraging because there's no sun there, you see, no sunlight, no sunlight of the Holy Name. Now we've got material sunlight. It's still good, by the way, it's not bad. But that's not like the sunlight of the holy name. Sunlight of the holy name is like this light and sunlight, right? You can't compare this light to sunlight. Sunlight is much more healthy than this light, right? But now sunlight is compared, nothing compared to the light of, light of the Bhagavata, the light of the holy name, the light of Prabhupada's books.
3: Many different things can be handled, um, like there are kind of multiple things happening with Krishna. Yes. Uh, but it also raises a lot of questions. For example, you know, Akhwara was cursed by the Gobis for taking away. They kind of wonder why don't they show compassion? Why can't they understand this Visa? Some of Krishna's wives are actually stolen away by some of the kings. How can Krishna let that happen? So you kind of
0: yeah, They don't tally up because the mind can't tally them, you know. It's not because they don't tally up, they actually do tally up. But it's the mind that is not tallying it. And so, because the mind cannot grasp, you know. So then because they can't grasp, we don't see how they can tie up those loose ends. But those loose ends actually tie up. All those stories have wonderful explanations and reasons that make us feel like, wow, that was very glorious that the gopis cursed uh, Akrura. you know, Because of that curse, Akrura was able to achieve a lot of success. And uh, just like, who are some of the famous people who were cursed and because of their curse, they became very successful? Can you Parishit think of other people? Huh? Parishitma is Parishit a good example, right? He was cursed. He will die in seven days. As a result of which, what happened? Bhagavan was spoken. As a result of which we became devotees, right? Without Bhagavatam none of us would have become devotees. So actually this whole process is the process of the Bhagavatam, right? So you can see that when the curses are creating such big results it is an arrangement of Krishna that the curse happens because that curse actually creates good results. This is not material curses. These are spiritual curses. In the spiritual world anger is of great value. It's not like this world. Material world anger is destructive. It creates a lot of harm. Very little good result, mostly bad result. You know, there it's all good. The curse creates all good results as a result. <coughs> it's also proof. When would a person give a curse? When do you think a person will give a curse? In the yeah. Why when would a person give a curse to somebody else?
2: When they feel very offended.
0: Yeah, very very hurt. Extremely hurt, right? So the gopis were extremely hurt. Being separated from Krishna. For them, Krishna is their life and soul. They cannot imagine themselves separated from Krishna. They are getting angry at uh, Brahma for giving them an eyelid. They are getting mad at Brahma and saying, whatever nonsense creator are. You you gave us eyelids, so we have to bet the eyelid, right? And you bet the eyelid for that moment, you can't see Krishna, right? What type of nonsense creation you have there? We've got these eyes closed and open, you know what right? I mean? I mean, can you imagine their love for Krishna? I mean, how many of us really think that our eyelid is a curse? I think most of us think our eyelid is a very good advantage to us, right? We close our eyes and rest <laughs> <laughs> from all the stress of the material world. So, you know, it's like that. So, point is that it's our mind is not able to grasp these things because the mind has... Uh, entered the arena of ignorance, you know? We don't know all these things properly. But when we do know them, it gives us a lot of happiness. It actually makes us feel like I want to be in the spiritual world now. Because wow, look at something that I thought was just the opposite. Like for example, when I heard that Krishna stole butter, I thought this guy is a chore, you know what I mean? He a thief. How he can be God? He can never be God. He's a thief. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? So then when I heard the story why he stole the butter, I thought, wow, Krishna is such a nice person. You know? Because now I understood why he stole stole the butter. And why his devotees actually um, call him Makanchor. They call him thief. And he's happy to be called thief.
2: And tell the That explanation will help a lot of devotees.
0: Why, yeah. why, uh, why he is in well, what happened was that we all know that Krishna is a cowherd boy, so he herds cows. So Krishna also loves his cows very much. In fact, uh, all day long when they are in the forest and he's is herding the cows, he will call out the name of the cow, each cow. He has like, we carry mala in our hands. Krishna also carries beads in his hand, bead beat bag, everything like that. And so he, ch- he chants on his beats too. But every beat he chants one name of the cow. And he has 900,000 cows that he has taken out with him to herd. 900,000 cows. So he's chanting 900,000. What is that divided by 108? I never actually ever calculated that. If you take 900,000 divided by 108, I think that would be about 9,000 rounds. Right? 9,000 rounds? Yeah. yeah. 9,000 times 108 would be yeah. nine hundred eight. Nine hundred thousand, yeah. It would be a little over nine hundred thousand. But anyway, about nine thousand. Nine thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So say say nine thousand. I mean imagine chanting nine thousand rounds a day. How many rounds do we chant a day? Sixteen. Sixteen, 16 rounds and we go <laughs> after the sixteenth one is over, you know. Finally I got it done, man. <laughs> <sighs> you know, like when he chants nine thousand rounds a day. Now, when he chants each cow's name, that cow responds to him, no matter where the cow is in the forest. That cow responded. All the cowherd boys know that cow responded. And they all feel very happy. Oh, the cow responded. First of all, the cow is not lost, right? Because the cow can get lost in the forest. So that means the cow heard the name, therefore the cow responded. By the way, Krishna does a lot of things in the forest. He doesn't just sit down and chant. This is just his chanting part. Just like we do a lot of things in the day. We don't just all chant, right? All day long. Right? In fact, most of our day, we don't chant. So most of Krishna's dealer is not chanting. But when he chants, this is what happens. So anyway, so everybody knows that Krishna loves his cows very much. And they are his mother. He treats them like mother, like I just said. Radharani is around, mother is around, Krishna takes care of the mother. You see what I'm saying? So mother cows are like that. Krishna loves his cows very much. So anyway, one day the cows came to Krishna and said, we're not going to give any more milk. They went on strike. That's where the strike started. This whole union thing strike now, it all started in the forest of Vrindavan. Everything starts in the forest of Vrindavan. All leelas start in the forest of Vrindavan. When they're happening here, it means it happened in this forest of Vrindavan. You just have to find out how it happened, that's all. And when you find out, you'll feel very happy. You'll think, wow, in the forest of Vrindavan, everything happens. Everything happens. Anything that happens in the material world, already happens in the spiritual world. It's old news to them. It's news to us that so-and-so union went on strike. For them, it's old news. Anyway, so then what happened was, so Krishna went to the cows and said... What's up? How come no milk? We need the milk. Because milk is like gold to them, you know. It's in fact worth more. At, in the time of Krishna, milk was priced higher than gold. Did you know that? Milk was priced higher than gold. That's how important the milk was. Anyway, so the cows gone on strike. So there's a financial crisis. Huge financial crisis on your hand, Like in this world, right? Financial crisis, big crisis. Milk nobody gets, that's alright. Financial crisis, big crisis. So anyway, so they had a milk crisis. So big talk in the village, no milk today, cows didn't give any milk. So Krishna went to the mothers and said, mothers, what happened? Why are you not giving milk? So the mothers responded, because you don't love us. What? I love you so much. Every day I call out your name. I chant your holy names. Everybody chants my name. I chant your names. How you can say I don't love you? No, that's not. You're just chanting our names because you're just trying to see where we are so that we can give our milk and then you can have some nice milk. That's not love. You don't love us. So Krishna said, No, I really love you. No, no, you don't love us. because you don't love us, we're not giving us. So what are you going to do? We're not going to give you any more milk until you prove to us that you love us. So Krishna says, Okay. So Krishna, cowherd boys get together, think how. How are we going to show him some love? You know what I mean? All this I've been doing for these people till now, taking them every day to the forest, bringing them every day back at you home, know, and they're saying we don't love them. I mean, I do so much for them every day. I don't do so much for my other people as much as I do for them, and they're, they're thinking now. So anyway, we have to do something about it, otherwise we're not going to get any milk. We can't argue with them and say, see what we did, they'll feel insulted. We told you we don't love you, and now you're trying to prove us that we are wrong? That's even more insulting, right? So please, do the right thing. Show us the love. Anyway, so Krishna goes back, then finally if they figure it out, what to do. So Krishna goes back. He says, okay, what I will do is... uh, One of the points that they made when they were saying this, they said, you do drink... One of the things is, I drink your milk, right? Every day I drink your milk. That means I chose love, right? He says, no, but you don't drink every one of our milk. You only drink from that cow, this cow, that cow. Every day you drink different cows. But you don't drink all 900,000 cows' milk every day. Krishna says, how I can drink 900,000 cows' milk every day? That's a lot of milk. No, 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 but you don't... I mean, whichever cow milk you didn't drink, that cow felt bad that day. Krishna did not drink my milk today. So you have to drink everybody's milk. So Krishna thought, okay, what we'll do is we'll create a big vat and we'll put all the milk in one vat and then I will drink. So all the milk is mixed now, right? So, so they said, well, that's just smart, but that doesn't show that you love us. That just shows how smart you are. <laughs> but that does not prove that you love us. You see? So then Krishna said, well, okay, then I'll make it. Because they said, even then, not all the milk is all mixed, actually. It's not really mixed. You think it's mixing. It's not. Some of the milk is in that category. Some of the milk is there. It's not really all mixed perfectly. You're not, you know, mixing, 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 mixing. So Krishna, okay, I'll mix it, mix it, mix it, mix it. Until it becomes butter. Then I will eat the butter. And then I've drunk all your milk. So they said, well, that just shows you are the Supreme Personality of it. You're really smart, but that does not show that you love us. So we're still not going to give any more milk. So and then they thought, what to do, what to do, what to do. And then some of the gopas went to Krishna and said, you tell him, you tell the cows that you will steal the butter and eat it. You will give up your reputation for that. They have to say, oh my God, you're going to do that for us? You're going to throw your reputation away just for us? Krishna said, boy, this is heavy, man. And he said, okay, I'll go. And he spoke to the cows and says, okay, I will steal the butter and I will eat it. And my friends will also take part in it and we'll all ruin our reputation just to prove our love to you. So the cow said, okay, now we think you can show it some love to us. Okay, we accept. Now we will give milk. If you do that, we will give milk. So that's how it came that Krishna stole the butter. He wanted to prove his love to the cows. So this is... When someone is ready to lose their reputation for another person, yeah. that is real love. That is real love. Yes?
3: It's also interesting how... I mean, sometimes people say you don't really have to understand, but it's very interesting how... Like, uh, like the questions they're asking, saying the mind cannot understand, but quite often there is an explanation for that. And um I also heard that some Krishna used to steal because he wanted to eat from somebody else's stuff, so or something to that effect. Yeah. But a lot of reasons just kind of tie up.
0: And... Yeah, yeah. The idea is that what Krishna does is always very moral. You know, he has very good purpose behind it. His ultimate purpose is always to show love to those who he is associating with. You know, he loves them so much he's ready to do anything for them. He created this material world for us. I mean, look at this world. It's actually a very beautifully constructed world. We don't do such a good job of it, but he's done a very great job of it. The rose is so beautiful as a flower. You know, you smell it, you feel so nice. You know, the things in this world, the water is so fresh and clean, when you drink it, you feel satisfied, you know, it quenches your thirst. This is all Krishna making arrangement for who? For the criminal. For the condemned. He's making this arrangement and saying, may you be very happy in your condemned state. I mean, that's real love. man. You know, if we hate somebody, we'll make sure we take everything away from them, right? Not give them everything, you know what I mean? After we show them hate or feel hate for them. Of course, Krishna does never feel hate for his living. Life. He loves all these because we are children, right? Just like no parent really ever hates the child. Unless, of course, the parent has become very uh, distressed, you know, highly distressed somehow. Children have given so much trouble to the parent that the parent feels like, you know, I feel bad towards my child now. But even that is a temporary state. After a while, when the child comes and says, Oh, mother, I love you. Oh, yeah. They forget everything. <laughs> Nobody remembers that I didn't like you and everything else. Everybody Oh, I loved you. I always loved you. You're my child. After all, you're my child. You're my mother. I love you because you're my mother, my father, my child, like that. So, Krishna, I'm the seed-giving father for all living energies. So, He loves every one of the living entities, including the bug in the carpet. He loves, Krishna loves. So he loves everybody. When we say that the mind does not understand, it doesn't mean your mind does not understand. It means the mind generally cannot grasp these things because these things are beyond the mind. It's just like, say for example, for a person who is earning uh, $1,000 a month, a billion dollar tax problem is beyond them. They cannot handle a billion dollar tax problem. You know what I mean? because they don't have that level of income. So when the mind has limited capacity, transcendental things happen way above the mind, so it's not possible for the mind to understand. But when you tell these explanations, then the mind starts getting some idea. Oh, I see, uh, it does actually does work. It is okay. Nothing wrong. mind sort of becomes a little friendly, you know. Otherwise the mind, if it doesn't find the explanation, it says, oh, it can't be true. Which is why most people don't believe in Krishna consciousness, because their mind is stopping them, not just the mind, I call them the Smiths. The Smiths are the senses, the mind, intelligence and the false ego. These four get together to stop us from understanding Krishna, S-M-I-F, so I call them the Smiths. So everybody's problem is their Smith, it's my Smith that is the problem, it's not anything else. My senses, my mind, my intelligence, my false ego is stopping me from the real truth, understanding the real truth. And then I have problems.
3: Like. Yeah. So uh, earlier on, you were saying, um, like, karma is like most of the stuff you do, like you're doing the world. If you look at it that way, most of our life is spent in karma. It's, I mean, what if you are thinking, oh, I'm working because I'd imagine a family which Krishna, you and me, I'm getting some other food, some
0: kind other of yeah. karma. Yeah, it is karma in the sense that, you know, you are working. We saying that I am looking after my family because Krishna has given me that family, but Krishna has also given me intelligence, and a soul, and everything else, so that I can love Him. So if I am doing them simultaneously, then that will be okay. But if I am doing it at the expense of all the things that Krishna has given me, you know, it's a little like say, for example, uh, as a child, a child may be given education, toys, and uh, you know other things, health, this, that, and the other, right? and the child just looks after his toys but refuses to look after his health, his education, uh, his uh, food, you know, eating, his relationships, etc., then you have to say to the child, "You're, you're misbehaving. You see what I'm saying? So just because we're looking after our family doesn't mean that we're doing everything that needs to be done. We need to take care of our soul. We need to take care of other people as well, other relationships, not just my family, but other people as well, right? Because they're all family, actually. If you think about it, we all came from Krishna. So, if we all came from, since we all came from Krishna, we are all related to one another. So, just because somebody is uh, related to me by legal method, because I married my wife legally, so it's a legal arrangement, really, uh, then uh, you know that would be a little. Uh, I think it'll be a little small-hearted of me to only take care of them and not think about others also, welfare, you know. Now, agreed, I cannot take care of everybody, but I can take care of my family and do a little bit to take care of others as well, whatever I can do. Most importantly, I have to take care of the person who gave us everything, that is Krishna himself, who gave us the family, who gave us this and So in that sense, if we do that like that, then taking care of the family is glorious, is actually very good, one should do it, but not to the exclusion of other significant responsibilities, you know,
3: like that. That's the idea. Earlier on you were saying Krishna is actually looking at what is the right intention, but then, you know, so many other temptations, it's almost like you don't want to be tempted, but in it's right from that you here, I am dying or something like that. So how do you kind of focus on that?
0: Do your best, you do your best. You keep an association of devotees. Devotees will help you stay away from temptation a lot. But sometimes... One will be affected by the temptation, but that's okay. That's okay. It is uh, It is something that is, Krishna can, Krishna knows that that's going to happen, and he's okay with it. So long as we're making an attempt, we must try. That's the idea, we should try. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Baba. Thank you. What's the time now? 440. 440. 4.40. Any other questions, points? Very good, thank you very much. All praise to Śrīla jai bhaktir ki jai pati pāvanebhyo veshnavibhyo namo nama anantikūti I go to back Thank you very much